All right, we're back. I don't know why I said we're back. I think it's just because I had to skip. It's been a while since we've done one. Uh, yeah, I've had to skip some pots. Yeah. But. Due to unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for holding my hand. Um, well, what do you what do you have to say for yourself about about me today? <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna. This it was you uh, mentioning I was wrong about Verizon. Oh yeah. What do you have to well, say about well, yourself? Well, what do you have to say you for wrong. yourself about that incorrect <laughs> prediction? Well, I'm sorry. I I um get random phone calls and you just say what what do you think what do you think that Verizon's going to do go up or down and i say down and you just click you just end the call <laughs> like that's it <laughs> like no context nothing <laughs> i think you're calling me about like getting dinner prepared or yeah something about your day no 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 never maybe maybe i'll learn i don't know one day yeah <laughs> i've only been together for hundreds of years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's starting to catch on. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, Verizon ended up going up, which is uh, that was good for it. Yeah. Um, it was a crazy week. Yeah, you did a, a you made a lot of right calls. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the buku came <laughs> rolling back in. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was money tree, money tree, money tree, money tree. Which mm -hmm. I have a I have a money tree in my my office that i keep we were talking about how um so i think at this point people know i'm pretty neurotic <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to like ease them into the water of like what you have to deal with every day <laughs> yeah but that's okay just give them a little small taste i i felt like the vibes or were off with the money tree Mm -hmm. Early in the week, like it's just a lot of like tragedy for you know things weren't going right, and I I was like manically pacing, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like it's the fucking tree's fault. <laughs> so it could I, never it could never be you make a wrong call. It's just the tree's fault, right? No, I well it wasn't really about the calls. It was more about like life yeah so yeah yeah um in my in my grief i was like um well i can i can just put it on the tree that will be yeah that will be enough to like compartmentalize for a minute and then you know unpack my grief later yeah um you moved it you moved it so close in your office. i moved it around i moved it are you I, technically considered a tree hugger now no <laughs> i wanted to i wanted i was like i was like i'm not absorbing whatever vibes it's giving off it's not vibing it's not close enough to me during the day and i'm not picking up enough of its aura and it needs to be closer to me so now it um partially hangs over my desk <laughs> it does it does, yeah. And after that, all, it's a little bit chaotic. But all my fucking calls were lights out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you made the right decision. It's it's a little chaotic looking at it because it's so big. 
it just like <laughs> bushes over the desk. But I mean, hey, that's what works for you. And it did. So it did. My desk is pretty big. So, you know, no need to worry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You just got to let me do my thing. Yep. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you in know. A, yeah. 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 Oh boy. I don't even know what to talk about today because there, I mean, everything went right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It, it all just works out. I don't know. Everything just sort of works out for me. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't, right now, I kind of, I kind of have the market paced mm-hmm. and I'm in a good flow right now where I can see what's happening with it. Yeah. And um, I think the Baj Bank of Japan did throw me for a little bit off guard. I, I knew that they were going to end their their uh, currency policy at some point. But, yeah. you know, I thought it was going to be more towards the fall and they were going to hold off a bit with it. And then at the same time, which was 100% not coincidental, was uh, banks were instructed with a higher uh, capital uh, capital requirements. So unpacking a lot of that this weekend, reading through uh, what's what's going on with all, all of that stuff and how that's actually going to affect the liquidity in the markets. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. The really great news is QuantumScape, you know, fucking demolishing and then and then yeah. ending on a on a crescendo note of now it's it looks like it's about to like it confirmed the cup and handle ignition right. and it it closed above the neckline, which is great. And then didn't you mention it it went up after uh, yeah, I mean it's going up after hours too, which is is yeah. fantastic too. I mean, we'll see where it really is in pre market, but um, the volume on it was so high, it reminds me of, of the first day of where Rivian ignited. Um, but the volume's higher than that. I, it's almost two times the amount of volume. Yeah. For it, which implies that we're going to see some some pretty high price action off of it. So yeah. um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. You know? It's exciting. It's, in, it's uh, exciting and it's incredible to, to um, be on another swing again. So so short and it's uh it's happening so fast Mm -hmm. yeah and i have another i have another one that uh we were looking at uh we were looking at some slides on so there's another play that's around the corner and it oh yeah yeah that we finished gating and and it looks like it's it's gonna go through so just some final checks to do on it and then hopefully that's the that's the end of it and then uh substack finds out not too far after yeah. words. So that's good. I'm excited for the tribe to hear about the next one coming. Yeah. Too. And the great thing about two is is it's overlapping at the same time as QuantumScape is just starting. So it's a good it's there's a good the write up on quantum yeah. and then there's the then you know the next one. So multiple opportunities. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. For sure, yeah. it, it, the undervaluations in this market—it's—it's it's really exciting at the start of a of a fresh market because, you know, after valuations have been beaten down really hard, especially in more small cap, some small caps are so hardcore undervalued that, yeah. um, like it just it it's too good it's it's too much of an undervaluation to pass on. Yeah, you know, 
even even with potential risks associated with it, you know, I mean, I don't think quantum. I we we try to mitigate those risks pretty pretty extensively, especially in the research phase of it. Yeah, um, a lot of it gets cut out. I mean, I read volumes of QuantumScape's patents. <laughs> yeah, looked through it, made sure it actually made sense to me, made sure that it actually like I I thought they weren't fucking bullshitting that their that their product was really going to work. Yeah, and it looks good, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So, and the announcement that they're They've basically already got their production line finished. They're almost a year ahead of schedule, and yeah. um, you know that they have a that they have multiple large automakers on the line. They have a licensing business model that will essentially be cost free yep. to them, and they're going to rake in 100 percent of the of the revenue because it's all patents, mm-hmm. and their technology is agnostic to. You know, I was telling you about this at the beginning where I, I liked them because they were agnostic in their technology. Yeah. And then the fact that then they can charge. We were talking about this today too, uh, as well. When when I sent you the picture of the Rivian, I was saying, you know, it'd be great is if it could charge in fifteen minutes. You right. Know? Yeah. Like it, Rivians are already so great because it's just you're buying a. Tr- it's like you're buying a truck or you're buying an SUV just because it's a good truck or it's a good SUV. Like you know, it's gonna last. Yeah. You know, it's gonna last. You know, it's good. It's sturdy, right? You're not buying it for some like cause, like because you know like because the environmentalism with the evs or whatever right but i think the th- one last factor separating evs and and you know uh gas cars are um it it's the it's the charge time on it EVs. is yeah takes too long stopping at a store and having to wait right. 45 minutes well and they they also claim it's the forever battery like the amount of cycles that it has is just so so far above um quantumscape claims that they have the forever that they're going to have the forever battery yeah. which i mean the fact that it can even charge in 15 minutes and has way more cycles than you know even like tesla does currently yeah and um you know my thought is because they have they they can't name who else they're partnered with outside of volkswagen and volkswagen is already the largest car maker in the world but they're they're on the hook with at least five other automakers in the world and my thought is they're all just NDA'd. That's why that's why they can't say what the name is for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, once the, once that starts rolling out, you know, we can see a more serious and sustainable, I think, transition to EVs. Mm-hmm. And, I think it. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. And we were, yeah, we were talking about earlier, like if if a battery was in Rivian just how I buy it today yeah like how incredible that would be right yeah I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic and the way that they've built it is they're they're charging like 24 layer should be able to integrate pretty much with any any EV it doesn't matter so you know the battery can be made out of whatever it should work no matter what mm-hmm. so um, that's really exciting that should be that's really exciting yeah for it yeah yeah and um man the only thing that sucks about quantumscape is you know like listening to their er it's it's so obvious they're so bad at pr (laughs) but i you know what i was going to tell you was you know that like they're going on in these long 
scientific sentences and it, it's super nerdy right and it's hard it's hard and it's complicated to understand and it's yeah. not glamorous they talk like engineers right, right. like people lose focus they just talk they just explain. talk about they can't explain the what if right they they can or what it could become they they they're not marketers they're they're just scientists and engineers that have this incredible like, this technology is what it is. why can't you fucking see it? right yeah right and they, and they don't know how to sell it so, yeah. I mean, obviously they do know how to sell it, right? Because yeah. they've gotten all these automakers on the hook, right? They've done the really hard part of actually selling their product, yeah. right? The, the, the hard part is, is the market realizing what they really have, you know, the, under, the undervaluation in it. Because, but you know what? To be honest, though, too, I was kind of laughing about this as I was listening to him on the call was, you know, if someone is coming out with a cutting edge technology and it's kind of iffy, right? I want them all to be like fucking scientists, you know, super okay. nerds yeah. running the company because I know they're going to actually invent it instead of like some hot shot, you know, smoke and mirrors guy, run, you know, who, mm -hmm. who's trying to sell you something yeah. and it's like, well, we're just two more years away from whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd rather the engineer nonchalantly mentioned that he, that they're a year ahead of schedule on their product. Yeah. You know, that they now have proof of concept that they're, that they're doing it and they don't know how to sell it up. They're like, like trying to be, they say it in deadline. like the most freaking monotone way. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Eli knows how to dress or not Eli, Elon knows how to, how to dress it up a yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he, he can like figure out the sell part of it. The, you know, so I don't know. Good thing I I have I've been saying this for weeks now. There's good things coming on Qu on QuantumScape. They're yeah, yeah. they're going to be huge. You caught it early and just, yeah, yeah. Keep riding the wave. We'll just now now's the easy part. Now you just sit yeah. back and ride the wave, and you you yeah. relax and you you let you know inertia do its do its job. Yeah. Right. Because it's gonna launch. It's gonna launch. There's gonna be too many buyers that are gonna want in mm -hmm. on it. And you just you relax and, and let it get to your next position that you got to get to. You know, the the incredible thing though about it too is it's not just some like simple spark. It's one of those things that you're gonna want to be like like it makes sense to to be holding it for more than ten years because what they'll do is they'll just make slight modifications to their patents on the battery, mm -hmm. and then they have basically an infinite patent that never like never you know isn't isn't reusable right so they're in an amazing position right now for the whole thing yeah because they i mean they have all this they like you said they've already done the hard part of selling it now they just have to open production and then sit back and watch right watch, watch the fly. money flow in right yeah they're already sitting on so much cash. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's going to be so easy and their their free float is already so low. Mm -hmm. It means that shares are just going to go to like immense valuations yeah. on it. And they'll be able to do buybacks. They'll be able to do whatever they want with it, right? So, yeah. 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 Um, there were some other really interesting ERs that, that came out this week as well. One of, one of the really interesting ones was... Um, Google. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh no, which one were you trying to mouth to me? Oh, Meta. Meta. Yeah. Meta was interesting too. Meta, Meta was right about my my hunch was that so. Sometimes you see this with tech ERs, like the big tech ERs, when the market's been on a long extended run, mm-hmm. and they kind of need it to get a little bit of I don't, I don't know what it is. It's it's sort of like a ju- they want to juice the market a little bit ahead ahead of like the ER season kickoff. So what they'll do is they'll drop early news um, from some of the from some of the hottest stocks. So we heard it from Microsoft. Um, with Microsoft announcing that they'll be moving to an AI business model, right? That they mm-hmm. can actually charge. Uh, Apple was going to start developing their AI. Um, yeah. What I what I thought was that Microsoft was really covering to offset their cyber breach. But when you see those things early, like you know, big companies do that very methodically. What their news releases are, they have whole, you know, PR rooms full of people that plan out these strategies and how to cover the news and how to spin, right? And they're trained yeah. in it and they're they're exceptional at this. Covering exactly how the how the public sees them. Mm-hmm. Right. So to drop public news that we are we are dropping an AI business model. Like, okay, so what are you you're burying the lead somewhere. What are you trying to hide from us? Right. right. Yeah. And well, what it turned out was their CapEx costs are going to go up incredibly every every quarter for the next year yeah so that's a big issue mm-hmm. for for some of the more short-term investors because they don't want to hear that capex investments are like a death sentence for most investors yeah you know um because it, it seriously like stifens cash flow so that it, it can be it can be a serious issue especially on uh developmental projects you yeah. know yeah um so Microsoft was interesting and and then Meta was kind of slightly attached at the end of the Microsoft news that they were going to be doing the da- data scraping of the web. Yeah. And I mean they are the Fediverse, right? So they are the most brilliant people at scraping personal data yeah. off of off of people. Like they 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 are fantastic at figuring out everything you need to know about everyone that's ever like existed with a profile. Yeah. Right. And I mean, yeah, it's incredibly unethical, but man, it makes a ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's the hard thing though, is it was kind of overshadowed. I thought the news was interesting that it, it wasn't really about meta. It was about Microsoft. Yeah. And from that hunch, I was, I, it, it was hard because on FOMC, so they, they did something tricky. They dropped Microsoft the day before. Google goes up. Google wasn't a winner prior in the prior ERs on their AI really comparatively. Yeah. But um, Microsoft was. So Google got to be the winner this time around. Mm. The next day, well, oh, Meta was attached to the Microsoft news. And it's FOMC day. So what do they do? They They – dropped meta in the morning into FOMC so they could pick up cheap calls then they closed the call they closed like the call selling and the puts that they had that were expiring on 728 which was super weird to me because I was like that's way too close of a of a deadline for for them to be serious about the CR yeah right unless something like huge catastrophic is going to happen with meta that's that's way too close mm-hmm so I was right. They closed it right after FOMC. Then a whole bunch of flow came in. 
they they bought three tens, three twenties, and I mean, man, Meta just lit, and it, that was, that was fantastic. I had that hunch early in the week that that's what they're going to try to do, and to see that confirmation come through on the whale flow the day of, yeah, was you know, I mean that that's a hard that's a hard thing to figure out, yeah, especially I predicted it, you know. <laughs> Days in advance. You know how yeah, fucking yeah. ridiculous that is? Yeah. 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 You have like a sparkle in your eye. I do. Yeah. I'll tell you why. <laughs> 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 I mean, just to know to know those plays with such certainty. Yeah. Is incredible because you're it dealing, is, yeah. you're in a world of uncertainty. And, and to have perfect certainty into those events is just, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say unnatural because I'll be I'll be exposed to a witch hunt, <laughs> a whiz hunt. Yeah, a whiz hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that's why, you know, you're the whiz. I you am know, the whiz. You just you see something, you figure it the fuck out, right? And then you're right about it, and you're like, okay, what's next? What is next? I don't know. Yeah. We got a, we got a big ER next week too, which yeah. there's a lot to figure out, a lot of reading to do this week too. So mm-hmm. um in writing. I don't know if I'll actually hopefully I get to my writing this time around. Yeah. Get enough time, but yeah. You know what I I was thinking about and I'm not, I'm not trying to like talk about quantumscape endlessly here. It's just I do the same thing. If people have listened to enough podcasts, they heard me yap about Ion Q. They heard me yap about Rivian in the same way. Like yeah. my mind fully like Fixates. consumes the idea of yeah. of it so that it can understand like every data point that's happening with it. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, that means then like the only thing in my brain it circling around is, you know, quantumscape, quantumscape, quantumscape. And, mm-hmm. and then anything that comes out of my mouth is quantumscape 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 (laughs) (laughs) but uh disruptor said in the chat today you know that was really that was really hard because i think there was about a lead time of i want to say more than six days not as much as rivian not as much as hut hut i think there was a monthly time Mm -hmm. from when i was like yeah i like this i'm gonna start moving into it you know it's it makes sense yeah and then um Rivian I think was about two weeks this Mm -hmm. time it was about six days maybe eight days so um the disruptor was like that was really hard at some points you know like and to be honest it it is it's always really hard you know the stock will completely drop and it will look like there's no hope in the in a lot of those setups and it's all about the endurance and persistence that you can have in keeping accumulation and making sure that your belief, like you're, you're steady in your belief. Yeah. I mean, my trade was never invalidated from when I entered, uh, when I entered uh, QS, you know, I, I never had a reason to leave it, but it didn't make it any easier to have to sit there yeah. for so long Yeah. and, and sit through it. Just wait. And just wait yeah. and wait and think about it every day about, well, what if it doesn't actually work? What if it doesn't actually work? You know, like, um, Oh, whales are selling flow today. Does that mean that, you know, my idea was stupid, right? And like you have to have the belief of like understanding and also too, you have to have the wider 
landscape understanding of like understanding, what other people yeah. are doing too. Like why are, why are whales buying puts? Oh, well, they're hedging their longs that they were in from, you know, 15 days ago because yeah. they understand that they reached a, a relative peak and that they're now going to, they're going to hedge the descent before it launches again. Yep. And, um, you know, you have to, if you don't understand those things, you're going to completely misread the the terrain, and then you know you, you might lose out. out on a huge trade. Yeah. I mean, at one point, at one point, QuantumScape was up forty percent today. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And that is huge. Huge. Yeah. Most stocks will never move like that in a single mm-hmm. day. So. Uh, and you also have to understand too, like, okay, it moved forty percent, and then it dropped. Oh shit! Is the trade over? You know, did it? It was that it. But you have to understand. You have to understand the the mechanics of the trade as well, and where yeah. your price targets are, and why your price targets are where they are. Because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna fall out of your trade, and you're not gonna understand. Like, okay, when it surges X amount, right? You trim X profit, and then you wait for a rotation, then you buy back in, then you, right? like um then you keep it running right it's all about the timing and yeah 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 and so it drives me nuts i know you were you were even nervous for me you said you said it's so so anxiety feeling it is i can't watch it <laughs> <laughs> but i so what i was trying to get around to was that a lot of times you have to be will, willing to be a little bit crazy and defy like opinion or like dissenters. Yeah. Like, so for this, this time around, I mean, people, people are always pretty on FinTwit. I would say people are, are normally pretty adversarial, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't, I don't give a fuck about what kind of an opinion people are throwing out. I'm very confident in what I'm doing. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. There's a few, voices that I listen to to get some early inputs on, but I never let someone else guide me through a trade. Yeah. Just because I know at the end of the day I'm I was about to say I'm the ultimate machine. But you know what I mean? Like I'm the I'm the ultimate I decision maker. I'm the ultimate decision maker. I want it to rest in my hands. Yeah. It uh, there's no one I trust more than me to do to do it. Right. Um but then I guess that, that goes into you have no one to blame but yourself. That too, you but know, I so. I like it that way. I yeah. want I want to know you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's me. And it's just me. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why comments don't really get to me either. Is because I'm like, well, <laughs> it's my trade. Go fuck yourself. I'll find out. We can we can count dollars at the end of it and see yeah. see who really won. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But with this one, right? So it was it was particularly adversarial. So. There was another company called Enovix, which is also a battery maker, but from our research that we had done, they only specialize in smaller batteries. Particularly, their main contract is with Samsung battery. They're, they're, silicon, ba- they're silicon batteries. Mm-hmm. They're meant more for like laptops, small like Android cell phones, right? That, that kind of stuff. A very different concept than what I'm thinking about for, for when I was painting my picture of there's an EV landscape, right? Yeah. I need to find the agnostic middlemen that are going to deliver everything and will just absolutely destroy on revenue over time, yeah. right? So like Rivian's a good starting point, 
but I had to go back to the basic mechanic of what does every EV need? It needs a battery. Yeah. Right. So who, who, who's going to win that? Right. And I mean, Enovix just, it, it didn't make the cut. When I, when I looked through their data samples, when I looked through their scientific studies, when I did more research on Silicon, you know, it just, it didn't make sense to me. So I, I moved on from it. Mm-hmm. But people didn't do that same level of research that I did. And, and so, they like, you know, they're chir- they chirp yeah. in tweets. And like, if your opinions are open and you're not certain in the research that you've done, those, those chir- like people chirping is going get, to get to you. So you have to figure out a way to, to know when to, to tune out, you know, people yeah. that are clearly not on the same level at, as like what you're researching. Almost you've like done. just don't waste your energy on it. Yeah, you don't because... want to waste your energy on it. Sure. Yeah. Think that that stock's going to go up. I mean, that's why I and never weighed watch... down into the comments. Yeah. I also don't care how many people actually like my posts. Like, it's just, it's so trivial. It's, it's a trivial way to count things that aren't money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, I'd rather my, I'd rather my trade actually be right itself than get a hundred likes and, you know, or piss some guy off. Mm-hmm. And then piss him off more when he realizes. Oh, he was, he could have been right. Yeah. Yeah. And you dissuaded them mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. You know? So that's why, like, your own research is important. You have to be cr- a little bit crazy. And because if you're, if you're the first to identify a trend, that means that you're abnormal, right? Like, statistically speaking. Yep. There's a herd of humans. They all they all rest right around the mean of like of like normalcy. Nor, normalcy, right? Yeah. Normality. Where they're not gonna identify that trend early. They're slow movers, they're slow adopters to trends, right? They they move at a more slow pace than you. So if you're on the tail where you're you're a unique individual and you can see trends early. Um pivot. And you can pivot. <laughs> Uh, then you probably have maybe two, three other people that will see what you see and if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're not lucky, which is the majority of the time, right, you're only going to see, you're going to be the only one seeing that trend early enough. Yeah. And then you have to identify how early is this trend specifically. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have to... Uh, uh, you know, know when the trend's developed enough that it's actually worth mentioning, and yeah. and starting to feed it back to to like the herd. So like, hey guys, look look, what look at I this found. trend. Yeah, look what this thing is doing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, but in order for that, you have to have like a a crazy obsession. You're going to be the only one that that sees it at first. Yeah, and People by definition, that mad. is crazy. Yeah, because. Yeah you are you don't think normally you're not thinking in a normal way but every thought every genius thought starts off absolutely fucking insane they're out of their goddamn mind you know (laughs) i mean think about medicine yeah yeah you just feed you just feed them bacteria like you just feed them medicine and they get better what do you mean like that's that's insane 
Yeah. You don't want to just do like a wave a magic wand and let some blood out of them and maybe that will work, right? Like there's there should be a good scientific process to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um all right, I gotta pause for one second. Hold on. No, I'm always looking at a graph. All right, we're back. In my mind I'm looking at graphs all the time. I've like, yeah, you know what was so funny was that I don't know if I told this on the podcast or I don't know if I, if I told you about this at, at all ahead of time. So there's a, there's a stock called Canaan. Okay. It's, it's ticker is C-A-N. Did I ever tell you about this one? Canaan? Canaan? Yeah. Canaan? Canaan, whatever. Canaan. Yeah. Like the cameras? No, C-A-N. A A N. It's um, it's one of the old biblical uh, oh. lands for like Israel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a Chinese AI company. Okay. Yeah. So I've known about them for a while, but I've never wanted to do anything with them. I think they're like the most obscure stock. You know, like they're they're super interesting. Yeah. For me, I just, I couldn't, every time I've researched them. You don't get enough intel. I don't get enough good intel for me to be like, okay, this makes sense. Like, yeah. let's start, let's start forming our entry in it and stuff. Yeah. So I was coming down from DMT. Okay. And uh, I don't remember this, but I tweeted, like, basically, uh, it's an obscure stock, but I'm going to drop it for you. And then I and then I wrote you know C A C A N, tweeted it. Didn't remember. Somebody on Substack reminded me. I was like, hey, did I miss? Like, did I miss <laughs> this? Have you been talking about this? I went. I went. What? I was like, I don't think I've ever talked about that with anyone. Anyone before. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, it's on your Twitter. I go back. I go back. Look at it. I went, oh shit, I guess when I was coming down, I, I was like, felt like I was talking about it. Something, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. The spirits wanted, wanted to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to look at it. And it's set up, it's actually pretty sweet. Like right now, like it looks really good. I don't have like enough research on it. So personally like to like to, do something with verify it. verify or know what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. But um and that's so funny you just basically like coming down blackout just tweeting mm -hmm. about stuff uh. yeah <laughs> oh my god i love you still talking with the spirits yeah and they were like yo drop this on them <laughs> that's so good and um i I don't know. I've always felt really good about them. I there is I like to have my research back up my trade. Yeah. Like I like there to actually be logical reasons, well, ca I mean, real yeah, serious catalysts for it. You don't go into it blind. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not here. I'm not interested in something that's pump and dump. I'm not interested in something that's like, you know, it's just it's it's not it doesn't make sense to trade it for a long time. Like I don't have enough control over it, right? But um yeah, it's uh, 
Canaan, I have a we I have like one of those weird feelings about. So I got I got to do more research on it quick because it it's in a it's in a very interesting spot. So um, we'll see. People might might hear more about it or they might not. Either which way, they won't know my secret algorithm levels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the alien research stuff that came out in Congress this week? No, I want to know what your what your thoughts are on the research. Oh, I was like I was like I don't I don't have any alien research. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You're getting killed. Um <laughs> Well, let's just talk about Congress. So Okay. David Grush as well as two other uh, whistleblowers came came forward to Congress and uh, on I think Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Basically, the the main summary of, of it was was that uh, the United States government has been running a, a secret multi decade. So they believe since like the late forties. Yeah. Uh, program on, uh, with recovered alien craft as well as. Uh, they recovered alien bio they use the term biologics so um, we've talked about this before about how there's beings when you do DMT right um, there's some really interesting things about DMT that's completely unlike any other psychedelic yeah there, there's something that, that happens that we can't necessarily all write off right now. There might be, right? There might be just some neurological answer eventually that, that we can fully explain, you know? Yeah. But it's a death molecule. It's a death molecule because it goes wild right as soon as you're about to die and it, it like sparks and people go, oh, well maybe it's your connection back to, to a different dimension, right? Yeah. Um, and so when we, when I've done DMT, right? I've met spirits and I've come to the theory that it's it's more likely it's you're interacting with another like another dimension or multiple other dimensions as well as possibly other realities. There's things that probably exist within a 4D space that we're sort of slightly conceptualizing, mm -hmm. and um, that they that like you know that interaction. So what that what I'm saying about that is like why is that important? is because what David Grush was suggesting as well as some of the other uh, whistleblowers was that they're not necessarily extraterrestrial intelligence. So they didn't necessarily just come from a different planet, but they're potentially, they could be interdimensional. He, said, he was saying that they might not exist naturally within the 3d plane it might exist within a 4d plane mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and um due to like the uh i think so we were talking about this the other night i was trying to explain to you the holographic theory in physics which is that we're an imprint on a 4d universe yeah right so um basically it's like beings trying to interact come down to come onto the 3D plane to interact, right? And potentially like they might not be malevolent, right? Yeah. They might they might not 
I thought you said it really well the other day. It might be like humans interacting with an anthill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're we're as determined to take over that anthill as, you know, which it, as aliens are to take over Earth, right? Yeah. Which is, I might look at the ants. That'd be cool, you know? might be fascinating to like learn more about them but at the end of the day there's no way i can take over an ant hill like it's just so it's so silly to think about yeah it just doesn't exist in that way i hope it i hope it's that way i hope that's i think that's the most might be just they're observing us yeah it's just kind of like an observation of what the three what the third like third dimension is because we exist on on why does my brain just plane. go to an ant like they're just stuck in a little ant. Yeah, and they're just tapping on the glass. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, there might be a way for us to exist in higher dimensions as well. Too. I mean, that's really tinfoil. Yeah. I think that uh, Einstein and Oppenheimer, who wrote actually a joint letter on interaction with celestial celestial bodies so non-human origin uh intelligences yeah. might have had some inklings that that this that this is like a misinterpretation of of um how we observe the world that the world actually exists on higher dimension higher dimensions and our brains might not be equipped to handle something like that I mean, it's taken me a very, very long time to wrap my head around something like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't even know if I have easy explanations. I don't think Einstein had easy explanations for it. And I don't think that there, I think there's a lot more to life than, than what meets the eye. That, I guess that's the easiest way to say it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's uh it's inter- it's interesting you know i i think what i was telling you the other day was like so we're just gonna all come out now and go okay aliens have just been present for millennia you know they've been here since we were you know apes evolving yeah and that's what you know they're, it just is what it is that's kind of what they're putting for that's kind of yeah. what they're putting forward on um on it but but what sucks though is like i want to know the truth because i don't want my life to be a lie at the end of the day like if religion isn't real i'm not saying whether it is or it isn't right like i think there is spirituality i think there's like you know like a lot i think there's a lot more to to life there's obviously you know maybe this universe has existed forever whatever right yeah but if aliens came down and messed with messed with our dna right and hyper-evolved us in some some form. I I just want to know that truth. I don't want to have to live a lie and then find out in the next life that everything they told me in the last one was 100% wrong. They got it way wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, essentially, I don't know. We I know we talked about it slightly last night while I was... A little bit tipsy on sangria <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about how i mean in a way with with you talking about maybe aliens 
messing with our DNA. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're an experiment and they just, they're just observing us. And I mean, this is very like, you know, pretty broad thinking, but maybe, maybe we're part of their experiment and they see that, oh, well, we're just killing ourselves and we can't live in peace. And so they don't, they don't choose to share. Like, yeah, but the thing, well, I agree. Like why, why are they just observing from a distance? You know, what was, what was like that? Like if we don't, if right. we, if we are, if we are humans and we look like, like we look like each other, we're, you know, mm-hmm. related, whatever. And we act this way. How are we going to react towards them? Where they're yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Right, like there's a certain level retaliate, and it'll be like a a war. Yeah, there might not be a certain level of maturity of consciousness that's been achieved yet. Yeah, yeah, in our intelligence. Yeah, Um, but I think what it it does spell out is that you know no matter who created us, right, life is still is still sacred. Because obviously, like, why would they create it in the first place? Like, there's mm-hmm. something magical and amazing about, you know, intelligent life coming coming into being. Yeah. And there's some there's some piece of reality that wants it to persist. And um, I think we can take comfort in that. Mm-hmm. That we might not have, like, the right answers. And that our, it might feel like our world is kind of being turned upside down. Especially from what we've been taught yeah. for a long time. And what we've been told for a long time. And the fact that, you know, there could have been institutions like the Catholic Church that has had, you know, files upon files on aliens that, you know, that they're, that they've kept in a locked box and they've known about for a long time. Yeah. And there's some betrayal of trust, I think, in ourselves. But I think that speaks back to what you're trying to talk about is like, there's that maturity of consciousness. Like we were not, we weren't mature enough to to like and weren't fully grasp fully grasp and be awake enough to be at peace with like understanding something like that and understanding the concepts that like we can barely coexist so how are right. we supposed to like yeah exactly i mean it's just also too like i mean we thought they were map we thought they were magic right there was obviously some like infantile nature to our our consciousness as well like we believe in a lot of things we believe in magic we believe in a lot of like things we can't explain we attribute it away to like mythology myth like myths and Mm -hmm. stuff right and um we attribute it to religions we attribute it to you know things that are greater than us that we just really what what we're doing is we're attributing to great things that are greater than us that we don't have understanding of but we hope to have more understanding of in the future yeah yeah um i i want to interrupt you just my brain just goes (laughs) off to i know we talked about it before these aliens you know if they do travel um from other planets to our planet and they crash what if what if like I don't know. What if it's like alien and training and they just like crash? <laughs> so it's like, thanks, Derek. You fucking ruined the shit. There's a great joke on American Dad. You know, American Dad with, uh, there's an alien character named Roger. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
it's like that little gray dude. Mm -hmm. It turns out that he that uh, he was a te he was a test dummy. They just like launched into Earth, launched into Earth. They're like, they're like good fucking luck. Yeah, they're just like this is to make our vehicles more to test them to make them more safe. Like, please return please return the crash dummy to the you know and then they like listen to address or whatever. Yeah. I was like I was like yeah I could kind of see that like it's funny. It is pretty funny. Yeah. But also too well so he explained it. Somebody asked a question like, okay, so they have, you're telling me they have interstellar travel. They can travel amazingly. They have amazing control that somehow we're recovering crashed right. vehicles. Right. And he put it, well, it's more like an optic, it's like an optics thing, right? Statistics, like, you know, cars might be a certain amount of, there might be a certain amount of accidents per year or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I was like, like, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like. Yeah, something eventually is going to go wrong on on a on a mission, and you know, a machine's not going to work correctly. Yeah. And you know, like a machine's gonna a machine's gonna hurl into. So into essentially, Earth. maybe just these crashed ones are the ones that we only hear about. There could be tons more. I think tons there more are that were successful. Yeah. 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 And um, little jelly beans floating around. <laughs> So, I don't know. I I I'm excited to learn more about the truth, whatever the truth is. And I think it's important to keep an open mind, but to also be critical at the same time. Like what I was saying, I think on one of the podcasts where I was talking about aliens before, was that you know you can kind of pull things out and realize, okay, this is most likely true. It's other stuff I'm not sure about, right? Like mm -hmm. I it doesn't seem right to me. And yeah. um, I think you do need to keep a critical lens on a lot of it because like, let's just say for example, right? The alien craft is true. There are, there are actually alien craft that they have. Well, our interpretation of the alien craft might be wrong. Like what the experts are putting out there might be, might be incorrect, right? So you do need to like take it with some grains of, of salt. It doesn't mean that like if, if they're like, well, aliens want to do this to the planet, right? Well, how do you know, you know? It's just not, you, are you, do you talk with aliens all the time or whatever, right? <laughs> like, well, they float around menacingly. Well, that doesn't, that could be a lot of things going on, you know? Um, so I think we need to take everything with a grain of salt when we're thinking about this. I think that we need to, it, it's been too long and too much of a pattern in the way that aliens have been reported for it not to be true. It's too big of a cover up to, to at this point to now not be true. Um, and I think it, spe it speaks to Occam's razor that eventually the truth will come out for it, right? Like um, the Manhattan Project was 1% of the GDP, right? And you know, that, that eventually got, it got out, right? That, like, they kept it under wraps really well for a good amount of time. I mean, there were some knowledge of it in, in spy circles and things, right? But for the general public, they had no idea. Yeah. And the same thing goes, but it eventually came out. Yeah. The truth eventually came out. Yeah. Same thing with aliens, I think, is that, right? Like, we just, we don't need to be, we don't need to be overly critical of, if so many people are reporting this, right? 
I think we need, we need to go, okay, well, if you're reporting it and it's true, then show us where it is, right? Take us, if you're saying we have all the craft, take us to it, open it up to the public. Let's let scientists come in and look at it. Like yeah. stop the compartmentalization of, of it's, I mean, it's classifications. Just fear, but like fear mongering. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And, and two, it, it sets us back more, I think, because there's so much technology that we could potentially be utilizing. We could have a flying red man. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? You need tolls that float? Like, yeah. I mean, some of the jumps, like, you do have to wonder. You're like, you're like, wow, that is a very big jump in technology. Or other areas where you would have suspected technology to have jumped way further and it hasn't jumped. Yeah, and it's like, why? And you're like, that's weird. Like, are they, is it that they're somehow they're bottlenecking exactly where the technology is being developed, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think my, my ultimate answer about where I stand on aliens is I, at this point, it almost seems irrefutable that uh, ali like aliens, like non-human origin biologic species definitely exist. Yeah. And they're intelligent and they're they're out there, right? But um that I think I think at this point we can accept that pretty easily mm -hmm. from everything we know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my long, well, long tangent. Sorry for taking you away from the track of talking about stocks. I just I don't know. It's just interesting. I like to hear you ramble on about <laughs> aliens. I the like philosophy know, of it. Well, I like to know how your brain works, and I like to hear like your side of things, because I know my opinion, mm -hmm. and I know like what I know. Well, what's just... interesting though? What what's like specifically interesting about my opinion though? That's what I guess I'm curious about. Well, because you do the research, like I didn't listen to the whistleblowers. Right. Like I just, I'm just like, oh, there's another alien crash. They definitely exist. Yeah. And you like do the research to like to like back it up and prove it and like I think that 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 what that's what sets you apart from the rest because you I mean you go into it already thinking you know the answer mm -hmm. and then you just build more and more and more research on it but then you step back and you're like well wait could this just mean this and like you you always think of like all the all the possibilities right and like the way that you you talk about it you're like I mean yeah we have we have some proof that it could be an alien, but also they could just be from here and we're like, you know, or fourth dimension and we're just third dimension. Like, it's just, it's just interesting to hear your opinion and like the, the research you've gathered. Yeah. I mean, I just hope that... You're like my walking encyclopedia. <laughs> my, my only hope is that we come to a far better... Uh, understanding of what the universe is you know um yeah i think that's what drives my interest in aliens is ultimately the quantum I implications for it you know like i want to i want to understand what the mechanics of it are because then i think it helps me understand like what my meaning of life is right um i think i think our meaning of life is going to be Far more interesting and uh, unexpected than what people think. 
thought. I don't think it's as simple as what many people think. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some sort of special, you know, what the, what the interesting thing is, is that, um, you know, Buddhists have meditated for thousands of years, right? They've looked inward to understand the universe instead of outward. And it's very funny that like potentially like these aliens could be interdimensional, which is definitely more inwards facing than outwards facing towards the universe. So, um, you know, the, the meaning of the universe is, is within us in some sense. Yeah. It lives within us, you know, yeah. and we have to look inwards and we have to understand ourselves better inwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Stop projecting. In a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is in a way. It is. I mean, like we project out onto the world to understand mm -hmm. our internal world. Yeah. Um, but I think you need to understand your own internal world. And I think that's very hard because it becomes a very abstract thing very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I? Where do my thoughts start? Where do, you know? I mean, I want. I want to know. Are my thoughts my thoughts? Am I? A person, you know, I mean, Descartes says literally, I think, therefore I am. He just, he goes, I'm not going to run down that fucking rabbit hole. You know what? I'm just going to accept that because I can think I am a conscious being and I'm my own being. And that is material, like materially satisfactory. Like, yeah. shouldn't worry about that. Yeah. And I think there is some, like, there are times to run down the rabbit hole. And then there's other times to just be like Descartes and go, fuck it. <laughs> You know, yeah. I think therefore I am. That's okay. Like it's enough for now, yeah. because I think you also have to balance the mental phrase of like your your mental sanity as well. And um, because you can run down those deep rabbit holes and find like, because at the end of the day, right, we we're all gonna die, and we don't know what's on the other side. There might be nothing. There might be something, um, and we don't know specifically what it is. But we're gonna make money before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that no, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I so what I, what I was saying was that the only guarantee we have is that our time is now, so we might as well enjoy our time based on what we know we enjoy. So, you know. And take advantage of that because we don't know what's next yeah. ultimately mm -hmm. so why worry about what's next enjoy right now yeah there you go i guess Beautiful. we can i think we can wrap it on that no yeah. let's not say anything more okay yeah well, well this is the wiz merlin uncensored podcast i also have a sub stack which is merlin's capital and uh this is the lovely gwen <laughs> let's say glenn <laughs> But it's uh, Gwen. It's Gwen. I love her very much. So yeah. thank you for doing this with me again. Yeah, of course. All right. Love you. Love you.